0: say baby can i be your slave i've got to admit girl you're the
1: shit girl and i'm digging you like a grave welcome everybody this is sharon smith and this is iambic poetry podcast and we present real poetry where we talk about the poetries I forgot my catchphrase. I'll get back to that later. Nice. Okay. And I got my two co-hosts here, Marvin and Auntie Vise. What up? Nice. And we brought back our host, our feature guest to be with us and once again. I'd like to give y'all Jeanette J. Rosen.
2: Woo-hoo! welcome, welcome back. back thanks for having me I'm so excited you're doing this movie with I us know, right? yeah
3: me too <laughs> this is a classic I'm here for it literally Yeah, and
2: the movie we're <laughs> talking
1: about we're gonna do the 19th oh. The 1990... 1990, 1997 1997 classic
4: Love Jones.
1: Helping you out, Sharon. Thank you. thank you. Not trying to steal your thunder. Just trying to help you out. No, that that actually was a good thing.
2: It'll make it easier for (laughs) 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 others.
1: It was directed by Theodore Witter. Wittcher. And also stars Lorenz Tate. You know him. He's basically Mm -hmm. Mid-Society, Inkwell, everything Mm -hmm. else. Every black movie that...
4: Every other black people did not like <laughs> or
1: liked Death presidents.
4: I Presidents. Okay, again, Dead Presidents. <laughs> How did it get such a low rating? I love that movie. Because it was too real. People are stupid. People are stupid. Get back to, back to the main topic. Sorry. <laughs> also on this was Neil Long. If you know Friday,
1: she was the love interest of Ice Cube. And then we also have here... Boys Go in the Bell- Hood. Oh, what? She was also in uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah, she was in Boys in the Hood you also know you also guy here was Bill Bellamy. If you ever seen if you want to be a player, that was him, and he played the same character on this movie
2: <laughs> Does he ever play another character He's only though? good at playing no. himself he's only
1: good at playing himself
2: <laughs> exactly
1: uh, a, this is oh eye opener uh also person that you may not know was Khalil Khan. he played Marvin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marvin Cox, her, um, Neil Long's lo- um, fiancé who left her, basically, nothing no, left her, her fiancé who no. left her. And then also Lisa Nicole Carson. Well, if you also know Lisa Nicole Carson, mm-hmm. she's been on shows, like, I think, if I remember correctly, she's been on shows, like, Step by Step, and also, she's also been ER, Life, um, Jason's Lyrics, Ellen McBeal, a new edition movie. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was Neil Lawn's friend. So, the wild hair one, yes. Love that, love that, love that afro. Bam! Yeah, you know
3: how <laughs> I feel they about afro. afros.
1: <laughs> but, and then there was Isaiah Washington, who was, um, I think he was, the gla- he was the guy with the glasses. Yvonne, uh, Yvonne yeah. Javon, yeah. Javon. He was Yvonne. the married man that had a lot of issues going on in his marriage. This movie's budget was $10 million. Worldwide, it oh. made $12,782,779. That. That's worldwide. So, let's do the synopsis of this movie. Two urban African Americans, Darius and Nina, Darius, an aspiring writer, and Nina, an aspiring photographer, share an instant connection. After a chance of meeting at a um, Chicago club, the two bonded over music, pho- photography, and poetry, and eventually began a torrent um, romance. However, when Nia decides to move back to move to New York with her with her men, to mend her relationship with her ex fiance Marvin, it leaves Darius heartbroken and the couple's future in jeopardy now commentary and i will go with auntie vice on this one auntie vice
2: i thought it was a good rom-com it was very traditional rom-com and and, you know the the formula was straight up like there's no real plot surprises or anything (laughs) um but it was it was good for that genre like i am a fan of the rom-com i think they get panned too much i i enjoyed it i thought it was a good one for that um and um I thought it had, you know, some of the rom-com flaws, like Neil Long's character has no self-preservation instinct. Like from early on in the movie, I was yelling like, girl, <laughs> it's a red flag! Like, don't open the door! This is how you get fucking killed! <laughs> like <what> the- <laughs> like- like the way most people are at a horror movie, I was like, nope, no go to there. Don't do that. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I was like yelling at her all the way through the movie. Sharon can attest. Uh and, But yeah, for a rom-com, I thought it was cute. I thought the poetry was was solid, like, you know, and I like the way they they presented kind of the, the kind of funky uh club scenes. I I've been in similar clubs like that in New York, so I, you know, when you're in a larger you know metropolitan area you can get kind of those funky clubs and i you know i liked the aesthetic and stuff that they caught um and it was a bunch of pretty people (laughs) in a rom-com and that was fun
1: hero what do you think about love jones
2: um
3: so okay i this movie is honestly it's near and dear to my heart uh for nostalgic reasons i i remember watching it and being like i want my life to like be like i want to be cool like them when i grow up like i thought they were like so cool they're all great looking people they had like this confidence and like flag about them um and so so i thought that was really cool i was it's also really kind of exciting to see the focus be on young black artists Mm -hmm. and also just like over different mediums of art so that was really cool um I agree. I think it's a, it's kind of your classic formula for a solid rom-com. There was nothing too shocking about it. Um, But I really, I thought, I I think it really, just watching it, I was like, I kept thinking, oh, this is hella cool 90s, giving me that Mm -hmm. Janet Jackson, that's the way love goes type energy so overall i really like this movie um of course there are things that i can pick at but yeah overall solid Perfect. what do you think about
4: it i mean this in like I, this is coming for me as someone who's not a rom-com fam this gave me like serious andre 3000 vibes and i mean this in like a good way like a good way like in the same way like andre 3000 was like unconventional i found this movie like really unconventional like you don't see rom-coms that end with two main characters who agree they don't belong together like normally like 90s rom-com they fucking end the movie with the two in the sunset this was like pure fiery passion and lust they showed moments where the two of them didn't get along even though it was like a steamy romance and then it ends abruptly and you're left sitting there going but i wanted it to continue But that's the beauty. Like I think beauty of it. I think it portrayed something about real life. I I think it portrayed something about like that initial lust, and then after that, it goes. And I loved it for every reason, or for that specifically. In the same way that Andre three thousand can like rap about all the little parts about love, make it look bad, and make (laughs) it still look and sound good. I think this movie portrayed that really great, and I loved it for it.
1: Hmm. I thought this movie was this movie was interesting i i'm still surprised that it's called a romantic comedy it had more drama than comedy a lot of times i mean they had a few points where there was a comical a little comical thing to say a little smirk there a little smirk there but really honestly or even i don't know if it was maybe bill bellamy's would be the comic relief so it was kind of hard to try to see if he if you know because he was more scoundrel than he was you know, being like, oh, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's more of a scoundrel. You're like, okay, is he the
4: villain? <laughs> or, I mean, was that? I feel like it's more dry humor. It was definitely humor. Right. Like, when they try to do those, like, hoity-toity intellectual talks, and you had the main character, he just, like, tries to say something that seems edgy and intelligent. Like, it definitely seemed like it was going to get played off as the laugh.
1: I can see that. But on this on this thing, on this movie, it had um it had very light poems. Technically, if you really look at it, there were like five poems out of the whole movie. Unlike our other movies where poems were like here, here's this part of a scene, here comes a poem, here's this part of the scene, here comes a poem. This one did not have that type of feel. It had a poem in the beginning, a poem close to the end, and right in like one poem in the middle, and everything else was. Yeah, basically, it was movie, 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 and movie yeah. drama, movie drama. Yeah. So, and I found out the people that did the poems themselves uh, were renowned poet, um slam poets, um, Reggie Gibbons, Gibson, and he was actually in the film with um, with Darius. He
2: actually, yeah, he <laughs> fucked that one. He
1: actually, did he you. wrote, he wrote the brother in the night, the the one where he the blues of Nina. He wrote that. Yeah. Now, do they call you daughter to the spinning pulsar, or maybe queen of 10,000 moons, sister to the distant, yet rising star? Is your name Yemiya?
2: <laughs> oh, hell no. It's got to be Oshun.
1: Yeah. And then Sonia Sanchez. Sonia Sanchez is actual, is actually a renowned poet in Brooklyn, a, po- a Puerto Rican poet. And she um she wrote for Nina on her last two poems and so. stuff.
3: It is the color of light the shape of sound high in the evergreens. It lies suspended in hills. A blue line in a red sky. I am looking at sound.
1: So the poems the poetry itself, was very light on this one. I mean, they basically used the poetry as kind of uh, an opening and an ending to the actual actual mm-hmm. show. Even though they went to they went to the sanctuary, I think three or four times through the whole movie, mm-hmm. and that's their entry. And then also, I think Reg, Reggie had a poem that he did up when he was up there. But a lot of it, see, so this is this is basically called we call it the old school version of slam poetry. Where we actually had music mm. and jazz and some other things <laughs> fusion together before we oh. started doing this. I don't need no music. I don't want to see this. What about <laughs> music? Just like people who do rap who do rap battles. Don't play nothing.
0: I mm,
4: want to do no. a rap battle out. No, wow. no, no, we're gonna argue about this. I feel <laughs> oh I'm God. gonna argue for the new acapella shit. I feel like yes. I what? feel like what? what? <laughs> no, I feel like any kind of sound or music. Completely drowns out what you have to say, like in the same way, like with rap battles, when like you're trying to force a rap battle to like put their bars in between like specific beats, that forces them to like say weird shit. Like that's just me, though. That's just me.
3: That's part of the. It is part of the creative process, process but
4: you're mm-hmm. also kind of forcing them into a box, though. That's just me.
3: But you, know, but you don't think that spoken word poets are boxed in now? I feel like oh, totally. more. Of- i feel more boxed in now like i mean i felt i i after after whelps last year my main thing was like i I, just, I told myself i'm taking a break from slam because it was hindering my like creative growth honestly and i'm not saying you know i'm just saying that it could be kind of dope if we did have different elements come into play no i slam. agree
4: with you i i and I think, like, for, like, s- a few episodes already, as I've already said before, too, like, Slam in its own right is just emotional a- masturbation, like, and it kind of <laughs> gets tiring after a while.
2: <laughs> but bringing in the music adds a, a whole new element, and I mean, it's, it's very reminiscent of beat poets and what was going on in the 50s. Like, that's yeah. what they're bringing back, <laughs> and that kind of jazzy, funky vibe, and i appreciate that um and it, it's a different style of poetry that that fits with that and a different element you're not going to get people up there you know delving deep into their trauma and their wounds if you've got a smooth base going on at the back and so it it serves a different purpose and it's a different style of poetry and i appreciate it i don't think everything's got be slang you're like, right you're right I'm,
4: you're right but i kind of have to bring it back to the andre 3000 topic of you all don't want to hear me talk you just want to dance and it's kind of i feel like that it's the same thing with anything that's hidden behind music like you don't want to hear me talk you just want to hear what's going on behind me and that's
3: that's up to the artist that's true that's true how you, whatever you choose to accompany you make can make or break your poem. It could, because like, really that's what music should be. It should be something that mm-hmm. complements your words. Like if I come in, yell and tell them and there's loud ass drums and a big ass mm-hmm. bass and, you know, I might get drowned out, sure. But if I slow it down and have a dope guitar or, I don't know, vocals in the back even, it could just help accentuate like, the I guess you're
0: your
2: right. I, I, or you could just go straight up, you know, so I married an <laughs> axe murderer, Mike Myers, where it just kind of adds in his, you know, little kind of fun punctuation to it. In the you're right.
4: You're right. I guess I was just having a purist moment. Axe what ax what I said. You you guys are right. You guys are right.
1: You don't have to be right. <laughs> nah, It's
3: just art. We're talking art here. It's
4: all that way.
1: But... So let's go break down, we don't have to go to the whole movie and stuff, but let's, just like what Auntie Vice said, let's break down some of the parts that seem a little bit um, self-preservation stricken. First part self-preservation stricken is basically finding out that Darius took her number off the check she basically left. (laughs)
3: No. At the to
4: the no. No. <laughs> I the was thinking the same no. thing. Like, dude, what the fuck? I know this is like some '90s shit right now, but dude, what the fuck? What the fuck? No boundaries, showing no. up at her
2: place. You're and right. Let him in.
4: Not, not okay. That's even more disturbing. She let him right? in.
2: What did this went wrong? Right. <laughs> what
4: What tripped me out more was like. And I know I don't need to give you my number. I know you got that down already off that check. It's like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, like uh, instead of going,
2: you're fucking creepy as shit. Back the <laughs> fuck up. I'm getting a restraining order. Thank you very much. Like, I mean,
1: seriously, leaving
2: leaving the check in her or
1: the 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 um, counter person's hands, and then I think I would have
4: came back and go, really? Yeah. Really? You really? Yeah. This, that's how y'all mm. do things here. <laughs> yeah. Middle management. Marvin came out when I yeah. saw, like when that the next scene played out and he showed up at her door. was like middle management. Mar- Marvin was going, "Fuck you! No, no. Someone's <laughs> getting fired. Someone's getting sued.
2: No,
4: no, no. Mm-mm.
0: nope.
3: <laughs> Not okay, people. Red flag at the mm. very least. Like that. To me, that would have been like, oh, so you don't have boundaries? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Fuck take out. A no- you're fine, yeah, people up on Yeah, won't take no me. for an answer. He, yeah. he
4: shot his shot like how many that. times? Two, three times before then, still didn't get it. Still didn't yeah, get a number. Still yeah, didn't get no. a yes. That just shows he can't take no for an answer. It's going to be pushy.
2: He was. Yeah. Emphasis. No. That.
4: Oh yeah. 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 No. Even no. like their like first date, quote oh, cool. unquote. He goes, no, I don't want to sleep with you. I just want to talk to you. Dude, that is some class act like a manipulative shit. That was some manipulative shit right there.
2: Yeah, no, I was not cool with that. Number two was
1: her ex-fiance coming back from New York. He left her without a note and saying, hey, I got two tickets. Come back and live with me in New York. And
2: like, he didn't even tell her where he was going. He came
1: We're back to enough. see his mom. <laughs> up he on came them? back to see his mom. That's how crazy it was. It's like, wait a
2: minute. You didn't come back to see me. You came to see your mom?
3: That's a hard no for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Both of what? them would have been out from from the just, start there.
4: I just, just got to give advice to you. No. Any woman who like wants to fall for some dude, if he's tripping over a fucking box of cereal... Dump his ass. Also, that's what like I like, Dude, <laughs> you're losing it over a fucking three or whatever cereal was cost in the nineties because she ate it all. Control. Dude, fuck Control. off. You, he needs to mm-hmm. fuck the fuck off. And also because I have to I feel like I have yeah. to defend the namesake of Marvin. <laughs> not all Marvins are like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not all Marvin. <laughs>
1: I mean, her (laughs) her whole point of telling Darius that hey, I gotta see where this goes. And then getting jealous when coming back and finding Darius with another girl.
2: Right. You bounced on him for your ex. You all got no healthy relationship This is like some
4: serious early 20 year old I still don't know how to figure myself out. I haven't figured out my own relationship issues. Vibes right here.
2: Right. Like, and it made me so glad I am no longer in my
3: twenties. Ooh, that part. I just got <laughs> off that part. Yeah. I it it, it felt like uh, it felt all of their interaction just kind of felt like oh, yeah. a game. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everything seemed like it was about strategy, like how do I get under this person? It was a petty too. Like flaunting dates in front of people and talk like just
1: okay. Y'all trying to open up all the little highlight parts. So I'm trying to get to my number four, number three. So number three was oh my so number three was the serial with Mar- with Marvin <laughs> Cox. Not, Not all, all Marvin's. Marvins. Not all Marvins. <laughs> basically tricked out. So basically,
4: tag. Not all Marvins.
1: So we already noticed that they already have they're already having issues, and they have only been together I think for like I think two or three weeks. You think she's already there for two or three weeks, looking for a job and stuff, and he's wondering why you why you looking for a job and stuff. And did you eat my cereal? I mean, first of all, like
2: trashing her art. Like, why are you spending misses. any time with this man? He is not supportive. He's bitching about cereal. He took off like dump his ass. Don't feel bad. Don't look back. Go do your thing somewhere else. Exactly that. Leave him.
1: I mean, then her going back, and then, well, first of all, that's gonna be my number four reason. But going back, seeing that Darius is now with someone else, but she didn't call him that whole time that she came back. She just waited and then saw him with somebody else. Like, oh snap, okay, whatever. But going with his friend, any
2: pussy. It's is a petty pussy.
1: <laughs> going with Bill Bellamy's character, Hollywood. They call him Wood, but it's Hollywood.
4: Oh my
1: going god. Going with him. <laughs> Even though she she had all the stops looking at of her and her friend looked at his ass. He's in a hearse. He had all the numbers of no, you're in a hearse. You talk a lot of bull crap. Look what you're doing. You know, it's like it was just a constant. Extra, 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 extra stuff like he ain't that good. And even his friends knew he wasn't that good. And then he brings her to her friend, their friends, um, the group's um friends' party to show off who he got with Derek that hey Derek.
2: Well, and she's all pretending yeah. like she didn't mm-hmm. know her. No, nah, this is just a bunch of petty twenty somethings mm-hmm. playing games, yes. playing with. Like, yeah, come like on, I people. was gonna say,
4: like no, you can't say you didn't know. You know who his friend group was. You li- You literally that met part. him at another party prior, and you knew exactly. And you can't tell me that you've been like seeing like the dude like for like two, three months tops. Leave his ass straight up, and then get with his friend, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I didn't know you were going to go to a party and he was going to be there. No, no. It's mm. a
2: game of chess. <laughs> this is why I don't
0: cougar. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: Straight
2: up, this is why I can't date oh. people in their 20s. Y'all are too damn trying to play games okay. and yeah. shit that I don't have okay, time that, for. That
4: was a weird way of looking at it. I was like, really?
2: Somebody else can game playing?" <laughs>
4: I will give roses to, like, certain things. Like, the one thing I want to say I can appreciate, though, like, I again, I'm not saying that it, it completely discounts the fact of a lot of things, though. Okay. What is rare for this, especially for a 90s rom-com? You didn't see, like, the overly macho masculine thing where you, you would have expected Darius to punch mm. out Hollywood. He didn't. He just did the little right. shoulder thing where he bumped into him as he's, like, running after... um. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah he shoulder checking like, in, like yeah. after nina. he runs after her
4: nina. yeah nina and then like he wants to make sure that she gets home safe i can kind of appreciate that but again still
0: yeah. it's a lot of
4: petty shit but that's the one diamond in the rough that i kind of saw
0: like,
4: but he yeah.
1: messed up well, him saying to her walk Hollywood we telling Nina to walk, even though she said, Take me home. He's like, Heck no, I take you home.
4: You, you, you knew okay, that was in right line here. with his character. You knew that shit was in line with his character. You what knew that trick. was going to be him. If he's going to be dirty enough to fucking lowball and talk to the girl his buddy just recently stopped talking to, uh, no, you knew he was going to be that way already. Like, you knew that.
1: Yeah, but she still went out with them. <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, the movie portrays mm-hmm. them all to be adults. You 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 live by that. You make your own bed, and you have to live by it. Like no one's exempt from any kind of punishment. In this okay, here's
1: movie. a there's a side note. So his friend his his friend Javon was married. Like they had a good relationship, and then something happened where she I think either she was they were fighting about something. And she's like, I can't take it anymore. Took his kid, got in the car. His boy Darren's was coming up and and she bounced. And he's like, what, what, man, what? My my wife's gone. And then for the past, I think it was three, I think it was several months or so, Mm -hmm. he started going, he brings over Mm -hmm. a co-worker (laughs) that he's been trying to flirt with. Going out with her for so long. And then somehow... Did he call her off, or I know they might have cut that out of the movie, but she was basically gone, and then his wife comes back. Yeah, that
2: was not a very what rounded out. I would
4: have liked to see more of that. I honestly, okay, so one thing I really would have liked to see more of, Mm -hmm. because it was very clear that he and Darius had a very close relationship, like I'll be, like I dare say, like maybe older brother, younger brother relationship, and like. I personally would have loved to see that fleshed out more where he played a bigger role and you can see something more fleshed out between him and Darius. Like I'm willing to bet, like especially like if it was like filmed now in modern like the this modern era, we would have seen a really cool dynamic. And I would have loved to see how you see Javon like just reflect on this road bump in his marriage and explain it to Darius and try to help him grow up and try to help someone he cares Mm -hmm. very deeply for see what's going on in his life, whether, Hey, is this going to work out with Nino or is this just a fling? Stop talking this big game about love when you're not even sure about yourself as a young man. But he did explain that to. He did. He, he did. did that but pool. that was like. But that was one scene. That right. was one scene. Right. You're gonna tell me that if that happened to my life, and one person was just gonna get explained to me in one specific moment of my life for like five minutes during a pool game, I'm gonna like re- get some catharsis out of that while I'm drinking. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. 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 <laughs> Well that's what they tell I know 25-year-old Marvin. I know I'm just saying, I know 25-year-old Marvin, and he was not gonna listen to that if he was playing pool and be like, I'm gonna say like maybe Ford Beers in. He was not gonna li- he was not gonna listen to that.
2: But was he going to go back to the blonde tip? See, yeah, I still gotta get this picture with these blonde tips of younger Marvin. <laughs> listen, Auntie Vice, I love you, but Skyliner,
4: blonde tips, skinny jeans, Marvin Well oh, no, I still wear skinny jeans. I still wear skinny jeans. Yo, <laughs> I
3: need pictures in me. Right? Right? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Bl- Skyliners. That's the Skyliner one. Marvin is
2: dead as face <laughs> It's the blonde tips that are killing me.
3: The it's the blonde, blonde
2: tips me, Skyliner too. Marvin uh, is dead
4: line. as MySpace. Listeners, question. If you
1: want to see Marvin in a blue-tin, skyliner makeup and, and skinny jeans, please skinny let jeans. us know. Put on comments. Uh, put comment. The comments, put them in. Put them on Facebook. Put them on our Instagram. You know where we are. At. I-,
4: I also <laughs> want to say right now, purely because we're doing this, yo, younger generation, we went through the side parts. We went through the middle parts. Side parts are better. Skinny jeans are better. Why are you trying to wear barrel bottoms? That shit just gets wet in the rain. You guys are just acting funny. You guys are just acting funny. Stop it. Stop it.
2: And just with skinny jeans, that guarantees when you're in your 40s and 50s, you ain't going to try it again because you ain't going to fit into them. I'm just saying, like, right now... It's a different silhouette at 45.
3: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Silhouette. Game changer.
1: But but as we said with the movie... (laughs) So, as we see that, all, of all the aspects of what was going on, do you feel any time Darius or Nina was in the right anywhere? Because Darius went with another woman, and he was still keeping contact with her, even though he was going to get back with Nina, whereas Nina basically left her, her ex... Again, <laughs> or she left him or vice versa, but she never called him back. Do you feel that, it is, but she went with her, her, with his friend and they had, you know, complications. Do you feel any of them into the whole movie was in the right? Cause at the end of it, it just basically seemed like they, they just put their hands go, whatever.
3: No, no, no. But
2: it's what you do no. in your twenties. You do stupid shit. You fuck up, you learn, and then you move on. Yeah. And that's I think, why, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, that, that that's why you know your first marriage is your first marriage,
1: but they weren't even married. I mean, I know it's Javon was married, and he he basically took his wife back, and she kind of just came back head down. Well, her his son's head
4: was down, he didn't speak one damn thing. <laughs> uh, his wife's head was not down, no royalties, not lo- or her head <laughs> did not look down. She looked like she came back ready to put him in his place. No, I'm talking about her, her his son. His son was just like. Mm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. They gave me the lines. I, I don't think anybody was right, but I think everybody in this movie, right. like uh, Darius and you Nina, know, were valid in their actions. I think Darius was valid in the sense that he thought it was over. And I think Nina was valid in the sense that she thought it was over. Like, it, it's Looking at it from an outsider's perspective, it's very easy to see that they both thought, okay, it's over, whatever. I'm perfectly okay to see someone else. Nino definitely wasn't right to go behind Darius's back and see Hollywood. And Darius wasn't right in the sense where he gets to do whatever he does. Like, he definitely wasn't okay either. Like, none of them were exempt from whatever they did.
3: I think where they both failed was there was cliche, but there was just a lack of communication. And no one was like, there wasn't really anyone trying to understand where the other person was coming from. It was it, it was 20-year-old fuck shit, which is, you hurt my feelings and upset me, so I'm going to retaliate exactly. and do the same. And in yep. doing so, you know, they weren't, that's, and honestly, I feel like that's why they didn't work out. Because they were unable to, like, grow and learn 100%, from those things.
0: A hundred
4: percent. And that,
3: like, yep. you know.
4: I, I don't think it's cliche if you say it's communication. Like, it, look, like, that's. Pretty much the hallmark of anything that works. You literally need to keep everybody
2: like each other informed. You can't provide any kind of miscommunication. Like literal. You just not say shit and think the other person's gonna know what's mm-hmm. going on. Well, they, wow, they had wow, those, like those little
1: those little drop moments where they try to throw a little bit of tension in the air, like with him with him basically going down. She told him that, hey, I'm leaving on the on the train. Here's where I'm at. I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And then he basically gets the last minute to go. I'm gonna drive and go find her. And then does the whole running, running down the running down the tracks. Well, running on the side, going, Nina, Nina, Nina. No one, no, no one can hear that, but they're gonna keep doing that. This is not, this is not freaking Jamie, Jamie Foxx, where he's basically doing that same thing and bites his hand and then hits a freaking wall.
4: It's not that, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like what I said in the beginning. Like, I honestly appreciate the fact that this movie w- was self-aware enough, at least, to allow that relationship to end at the very end of the movie. Where they go, this ain't working. But they didn't, they didn't end it. They, they got back they together. They kind of did. No, they got back together. Am I saying something here? I could have sworn in. The, maybe I kind of blanked out. He waited for her in the rain and she came out after doing her poem. And this
1: and she's like, What are we doing? So I don't know, but I'm gonna be with you forever. And then boom, they got that together. And then they ended the song with um freaking sweetest thing from free from Lauren Hill. Sweetest thing. I a great. Okay, maybe, maybe it was just a long just work date
4: the previous mm-hmm. night. My Sweet, bad guys.
1: <laughs> Sweet thing, I know. I'm not going to
2: do that. I'm going to So, <laughs> if you- he got rhythm. He ain't got tongue. <laughs> okay. Damn, calling yeah. out your mans. Hey, hey,
4: hey,
2: hey, hey. I don't have either, so, yeah. You know. <laughs>
4: I'm honest. Yeah, apparently, I'm honest. early 20s, <laughs> Marvin didn't have style.
1: So, one thing I want to talk about is the poet, the poets themselves, is Reggie Gibbons and um, Sonia Sanchez. So with Reggie writing the blues of Nina or Brother of the Night, what do you think about that poem? Even though it had you know musical background and everything, and then Darius doing, it, doing that poem, what do you think about that? the piece yes, itself, like the actual.
0: Like
3: um, I mean it. You know, it was old school, it's old school. for sure. It kind of had that little, you know. It, I feel like it. It played into the. I think. I think when people think of spoken word, that's what they default to. Kind of that smoky, yeah. jazzy vibe, yeah people snacking (laughs) like that that,
4: there's like that incessant beating and they talk in those like specific syllables like yeah yeah." not that we don't do that but they expect that
3: (laughs) (laughs) but to be honest i really i kind of like it i mean aside from the poet voice (laughs) i like the energy (laughs) i like the Mm -hmm. energy of the poem and i I thought it was a really, I, I don't know. I like the energy of the poem. I thought it was a solid piece. I don't, to be honest, I wouldn't like gush and be like, oh God, I have to have this copy and memorize it. Right. Yeah.
0: You wouldn't be closing it back to <laughs> barn <laughs> barn?
3: How'd you know? I learned from the last episode <laughs> that's what you do. Okay you
1: know so, so what about her piece since she kind of ended off the movie what do you think about her piece
0: Reading it for-
2: I mean i am like with the other stuff they're mm-hmm. really solid pieces um it's not sanchez's mm-hmm. best like i've i've seen mm-hmm. a bunch of and read a bunch of other sanchez's stuff i like sonia sanchez as a poet i think she's great um but yeah this was a real solid piece mm-hmm. i mean
3: I feel like it was easy to mm-hmm. understand, too. Like, it wasn't too, like, yes, of course, metaphors and such, but it wasn't oh, yeah. too much for yeah. just, like, a regular someone who isn't into poetry or writing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, okay cool, yeah.
1: what, what Now, what did you think about the sanctuary, the place where the club was at? What do you think about the sanctuary? And also the Chicago theme.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> so good, okay. I'm not
4: going to lie. Like, I feel I, like I've... I could just get... 20 year old Marvin, guy liner and blonde tips and skinny jeans and all, would just get drunk there every night.
1: Okay.
4: Okay. I dug it. I dug it. I'm sure 20 year old Marvin would dig it too, or dig it even more.
3: I think it's a, I I love it. I thought it was dope. I I like it, it. It was like cool that that's what it was called, the sanctuary, because that did seem like a place that everyone would kind of retreat to after like a long week or something mm-hmm. jumped off. It's like, oh, we're just going to be at the sanctuary. It was kind of, I thought yeah. it was dope. Like, yeah, I it's want here. one. It, Make it, like it a cool hang spot.
2: Yeah. There, and ah. like I said, there's definitely places in New York that were like that for me. Um, mm-hmm. There are a couple spots in Brooklyn, and it wasn't quite the same feel, but like, you know, that kind of warm, homey, but you also had places for performance and community, and yeah, yeah I mean, and I really do think in in larger metropolitan areas, you get those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for any of us who've lived in, in a space like LA or Chicago, San Francisco, New York, you find those places and they're cool. And I, I like the fact that they capture that. The question that is why aren't yeah.
4: we all living in New York? <laughs> you don't want to live in I New mean, York. I haven't
2: done so yet. Just let me have this
4: I... moment and experience it for I myself. I was there, man. Let me have this. Man. <laughs>
2: It's a they, lot at... rat- <laughs> of Sharon mistake a rat for I think that was the end Look, of the
4: No, nope. No let me all tell all you something. a moment in Brooklyn.
2: Just give me that. <laughs> it's great. I love Brooklyn. I was there I, for I, I
3: over a decade. I'll go visit. I'll visit. But I'm rat cats, you lost me. I'm okay I'm with rat
4: cats. Give me a moment in Brooklyn. Give me a I'm moment not. in Queens, even. <laughs> I try to go to Queens. She... <laughs> let me in, well,
1: device, I got lost on the subway. I, um, I stopped at Queens. She wasn't there with me. I got lost on the subway.
3: Okay. <laughs> or even like a place like, I feel like DC, I've been DC. Yeah. has like DC a lot nice. of energy D- like Yeah, that.
2: DC definitely has, yeah, um, surprisingly, it's a gay <laughs> sports bar that has that feel in, in DC. <laughs> really? Nelly's. Yeah, Nelly's when I was there, which as a gay sports bar is the perfect name. Um, <laughs> I still gotta say, like,
4: you're you're still speaking to almost like the whole podcast through here. Like that would be our vibe. Like mm-hmm. that we be our vibe. We get along. I feel like yeah. this whole entire cast would get along very well either way. Like it doesn't sure. matter. Mm-hmm. See, sure. I was sort
1: of like the, the the Jamaican place, the reggae place they were going to twice. That was the spot. I was like, I was like, mm. oh, that's the spot right there. Yeah. That's the spot. I'm like, oh shoot! I can, I can live with
2: this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can live with this. Dude, all this dancing. Oh okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I, I and I'd have to um, get a little more motion <laughs> in my back. Sharon will attest. I can move the upper half or the bottom half. When it goes together, it's more like a wiggly worm, and it just doesn't work. So Look, no. <laughs>
4: honestly, all that I want is that Lorenz Tate. Vibe. He's a poet. He's living in New York. He has a motorcycle. I'm fucking for that.
1: And he wrote the book. So
4: yeah. He wrote a book. Yeah. He wrote a book.
3: Yeah. That was something yeah. that was cool. We got to see the artist yeah. be successful. Yeah. You know, yeah, he That'd
2: got get it get out in the head. And it's <laughs> like, all right,
1: I got a book. All right. And she, she looked yeah. at it, and it's like, oh, you got, got a book. A book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see about going into our thing, what we call is Snap Judgment, where we basically rate this movie with three snaps. This movie's golden. It's great. It should have got an Academy Award. Two snaps. It's not that bad, but it's not that good. One snap, just snap it out of here. Just kick it out the door. I'll see it in the rental section. There is no more. Next, it's because there's no more video stores unless you oh. go to Benz. Uh, uh. Not
0: the
3: '95. <laughs> no, 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 you're wrong.
4: You can still go to Alaska. Last Blockbuster is in Anchorage. No, no,
1: Last is in oh.
4: Benz, Oregon. I thought it was in Anchorage.
3: No, it's in I not love that you guys oh, are going to
2: argue oh, no, about this. No, 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 right no, no. We're going to have Bye. a whole
4: episode on this right Perfect. now. We're going to have. a
2: Hey, we still we still have video stores in well, Grass Valley. It, it, we it, it, had four. We had yeah. four at one point. We're down to one. What? So we had four. We up here. doesn't matter. That's I'm wild. totally
4: biased. Hollywood video and Fox's video did it better than Blockbuster. They did. Yeah. Hollywood,
3: though, yes. They they just, yeah,
4: it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's just because Blockbuster is some <laughs> bullshit capitalist bullshit. Hey, it held out. Go
3: off my hey, I d-
2: I had to do Warehouse because I had to rent the oh, VCR yeah. the first five or six years videos were out because we didn't <laughs> own one. Dang. It was a major night. We rented the VCR along yeah. with the tape.
3: And That's that was it. Oh. We- you made a whole, it
4: was a whole thing. Pre-
3: oh, a <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anybody under
2: 25 is just going to go.
4: Yeah, I don't know. But this is just me. <laughs> I feel like Hollywood Video did it better Then I have a very specific love for like this old school neighborhood rental place like near where I used to live when I was a kid called Fox's Video. Oof. They didn't even care if I was like a little 12 year old, like just renting shit by myself because they knew my family and the restaurant we had, like a block away. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know this kid. He can just rent whatever rated R movie he wants.
2: Perfect. <laughs> and I, I, I do, I got to give a shout out to all the old school video stores with the little porn room in the Yo. back that people <laughs> go in and get their little porns. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> all the videos li- all the porn videos lined up with all their little t- all the bad oh my God. okay her. i just yeah, want to
4: say bro. this right now <laughs> nate if you're listening to this i don't you don't you clearly don't remember the little chinese kid but you clearly never gave a shit if you like try to explore shit i wish i could give you free orange chicken just to get like free rated r movies still
1: <laughs> rated r wow that's it
4: <laughs> dude that's all it took to get like her him not asking for my parents if it was okay to like rent rated R movies. I just wow. used to give him free orange chicken.
3: Twelve year old Marvin and twenty five year old Marvin. I live for it, and I'm here for I do. it. I do.
4: Again, <laughs> find Liner Marvin in the grave with MySpace, with his blonde tips and skinny ass jeans.
1: Wow. Okay, another another thought from Marvin. <laughs> That's that <I> segment. <laughs> But let's go back to this snap judgment. Now, once again, we are going to basically do snap judgment where we basically throw, we basically close our eyes and throw our throw our number that we suggest. Remember, the fifth is the half. So in half increments. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna close our eyes. And when I count the three going from three, three to one, we're gonna open, we're gonna drop our number up, show it to the camera, and we're gonna explain why we gave it that. So everyone, close eyes.
0: Three, two, one. Open them up.
1: Oh snap! Look what we got up here. What's 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 that, Is that a half? What's a quarter? You can't make <laughs> new rules. They oh, can't hold on. New hold on, hold on. Okay, put your hands up. Let me call.
2: <laughs> Antibyce is dividing call,
1: that shit in half. I J-Row. find What's very your
4: concerning
2: that
1: I'm the one. What's your number again? What was your read? What was your read? Re- okay. I can't even. So I a can't. We got two and a half from J-Rail. We got a two and a quarter from Antibyce. Two and a quarter. We got a two from Marvin and a two and a half from Sharon. All right. Woo. Okay, that's a lot of twos. I wanna know from J-Row, why do you give it a two and a half?
3: Why? Okay. Two and a half. Um I what I liked was that it kind of uh, gave a little snapshot into the art scene. Um, and then also specifically black artists, young black artists, emerging artists at that. So that was really cool. Um I also liked how it like we were talking about it even though like it's annoying, it did kind of capture the mindset of like a young adult, right? A young insecure adult at that. Um, So I I really liked, I liked it for that, those elements. And then again, just like, I remember watching it when I was younger and being like, yo, I, they're so cool. I want to be them. Um, But then my kind of what I didn't love was that like we talked about, it was predictable, right? It was, the formula, we all saw it coming, we weren't too surprised at the outcome. Um so I, I think they could have maybe threw in a different kind of twist, like Marvin was explaining, elaborate more with the the relationship between um uh Javon and and what's the, what was the, oh, name? Uh, <laughs> the main Marvin?
1: character? Was, um, oh Darius, Darius and also um D- oh. Darius and Nina. Those are the two married characters. Are you talking about Javon the, the, married, yeah. the married character
4: the Yeah, his married friend.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, if they would have like maybe had more dialogue, um, I think that could have been really cool. But uh overall dope, dope movie, especially for culture culture.
1: Auntie Vice, why'd you give it a two and a quarter? Which I'm not gonna count that in there now, because that's a hand I didn't see
0: coming. Two and a quarter. I thought <laughs> the Delphen was there, <laughs>
4: I'm also deeply hurt that we're not like in sync with our scoring again, Auntie (laughs) Vice.
2: Because I'm making (laughs) shit up as I go. Um, No, I I thought it was a solid rom-com. I really liked it. I thought they did it really strongly in the genre. I liked that, especially at the time, you hadn't seen any rom-coms with an all-black cast. um, right? And I liked that they they captured the art scene well i thought the poetry was smart in it um you know but that it's a rom-com like it 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 doesn't rise to greatness um <laughs> you know and, and and you got some pe- this is another hashtag petty day <laughs> hashtag petty pussy uh, like you know these 20 these somethings annoy me um to some extent, and. I really I get tired of seeing movies that portray stocking as romance. them. Uh, nice? yes. typical, typical of a rom com, but I just that annoys me on a very deep level. So, you know, without the stocking element, it could have risen to two and a half. With the stocking, I yeah. had to knock some points off. Yeah, good
4: point. Thank you
2: for saying that.
4: Marvin,
1: why'd you give it two?
4: <laughs> I liked it. I, I actually do like it, but I still feel, oh, just like Jeanette on TV There were certain points in this movie that I just can't forgive. The stalking, like, asked your friend and risk her job just to look at a check just to stalk some woman? Yo, no. Nothing is ever worth that. Nothing. Nothing. I don't give a fuck. but there are some things i really do enjoy i do love that this in the 90s for a rom-com there's some parts of this that are unconventional the typical macho masculine thing where the guy has to feel that he in order to win the woman he has to be overtly macho like no that's not how society works and this didn't end in a sunset where this is a proclamation of forever love you this i mean no, I was wrong. Apparently it was like that. But I didn't I personally didn't feel like it was that. I felt like it was just more statement of I want that. But you saw mm-hmm. a lot of turmoil in their relationship throughout the movie. And then like Jeanette said, there was some cool parts where it's just it showed the art scene. And it showed two young 20-year-olds trying to figure their shit out. And it also helps that both are very good looking. <laughs>
2: Well, and they both are successful yes, in their yes. chosen arts. It's not like the arts are going to make you broke. This has to be a sideline. Like, these are two people who yes. make it in the arts. And that definitely yeah. got us You know, point. also,
4: in the 90s, oh. must I reiterate, in the <laughs> 90s, you think it's right. hard for someone in uh, the arts to go be like, yeah, I'm a successful artist and then have the rest of society shit on people who are like, yeah, but they're an artist. Shut the fuck up. There are other people in the arts field that make make art forms that are successful that you fucking love, but then you shit on everybody else? You can fuck the fuck off. Oh. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, Marvin, go off. So, the reason why I gave this movie a
1: two and a half is one... It did basically break the rom-com conventional cliche by, one, it didn't end, they didn't end the way that normal movies would end off by um, having elaborate stuff going down, and then something goes wrong, and then they have to figure out a way from years and years to come to get back together. It did happen, but they were still doing their own thing and still walking away from each other. In so many ways, mm-hmm. very. They fair did point. add a few extra stuff, like you know, they did add the you know, the um other guy that actually was his friend, and he I, I thought he would have punched him. It came to that point, mm-hmm. but all in all, and then also added an extra thing with his friend, one of his friends with Sabian having issues with his wife and having this stuff going on with their relationship. So. There are a lot to, and then also that in the whole fact of the self-preservation that packed me up because <laughs> it was like, you have never seen this man before.
2: Why are you true? why are you gonna open the door for him? Okay. And he's inside. Well, and Sharon's literally watching this with me yelling at it like most people do And it's though, like, don't go in there, girl. Don't open that door. Well, this is how you get, get killed.
1: He'll leave. He'll leave. He's not gonna leave. He's not gonna leave. He didn't even leave. What what the what
0: the fuck is it? You inviting them up? Wait, you're
4: red, I feel like here. the first red flag would be like immediately when they first give each other's name and they're like at the little artsy thing, and he goes, "Nina's blues, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, nope, mm 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 mm." I feel like if that happened to us, and like some random person was like, "Yeah, Jeanette's blue." What the fuck? We barely like shared four words together. He mm-hmm. was crying. Uh, Although.
2: In, in, defense, the, so here in goes. defense of that, the the night Chiron and I met, I went back to, he was not picking up that I was trying to pick him up all night, and I was working hard. Damn it, Chiron! <laughs> like, pussy on a plate, and it was just missing him. <laughs> missing him. And, uh, he is, so I went over and I begged Jenny, the host of the night, and I'm like, girl, put me back up there for another five minutes. You're and I did coming. a five-minute set on Dayton Blackman <laughs> just to, like, hone it in oh, and, like, let oh him go. Oh, my know. God, we got a lot of new
3: things. <laughs> Yo, that, Auntie Eyes, I'm taking notes. Oh, my I'm God, just shout out
2: to Jenny, Poet Mom. Poet Mom. Yeah, but, no, and I <laughs> still didn't get it. I still had no, to chase you know him down for his goddamn phone, no, no, Like, you know literally down it? the street On not even
1: Graffiti walked
0: up to you. He <laughs> intercepted
2: me. Oh Graffiti intercepted me and starts start start talking. I blew the motherfucker off and I chased Sharon down. Yeah, Graffiti's like talking to me. I'm like, great, great. I'll t- catch you online. No, and I no. bolted to go find him before he took off. Bad. Also, Sharon, you should
3: feel so special.
1: I lost a job that night. <laughs>
3: okay. It was like the worst week of and his life, and I still chased him birthday. down.
1: And she came came to my birthday party going, so where's the reservation? You're it. Happy birthday to me.
2: And I asked, I said, and this is best. I said, so do you get any presents? He's like, yeah, my mom sent me something. I said, what's your mom sent them? 25 condoms and $10. Your mom did not send you that. They were flavored. They were flavored. Oh these
1: are things I, the wrong
2: i'm side. trying
1: to make <laughs> jokes but i can't figure out how to get the punchline right to go with the flow of it it's
4: just if an asian mother did that she's trying to tell you she wants more grandchildren or finally get a grandchild wait a minute to
1: have condoms i would assume that they just give you 20 bucks and go off your way
4: <laughs> you, you 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 don't know asian mothers we don't they don't talk about sex so giving the condoms out it's like Okay, we're trying to push you towards grandchildren. We're saying we know you know, we're giving you the okay. No, just go give us a grandchild.
2: <laughs> but they give me I just told so that. <laughs> 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 his mom got hella hella confidence in his game. Ten bucks. She thought ten bucks would get him a date, <laughs> they would get twenty-five condoms used. That is some confidence <laughs> in your son's game. On
4: TV, game. on TV, on TV. Like
2: just give that. us an entire
4: podcast episode of like all oh, these moments you have with Sharon, like the host of the most. Like <laughs> I'm all for it. Like yo. <laughs> I need to hear all of this. <laughs> I'd subscribe yes. for sure. It's to subscribe <laughs> from t- half of this. <laughs> yeah. Half of this podcast. <laughs> so,
1: I will give you 10 facts you didn't know, 10 fun facts about the movie
4: Love Jones. First fact. I will give you Guy Liner Marvin with blonde tips if you give me 10 facts about more shit about Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? Listeners at about? home, you don't see it right now, but Sharon's giving me a deaf letter right now. If you
1: want to know more about, <laughs> we did do off the chains a couple's quiz if you want to go see more about me. <laughs> right. Boom. There's my pitch. (laughs) I'm giving that to you, Steph. If you ever listen to the show, whatever. Fun fact the the popular, it was all started, this movie all started at the popular poetry club. The poetry club was called Spice in Chicago. It was actually the backdrop that layered the story of the 20 something relationship. Uh, It says here the director saw this place before and thought this would be a a great place to. Basically, you show a small niche movie about black people and their environment in a, a little area where I used to be in Los Angeles called Koreatown, and would write my story and go to this place all the time. K town
2: Here's
1: another hit. Did you know Jada Pickett was the original pick for Nina? Jada Pickett Smith.
4: I can see it. I could see it. I Jana could Pickett's
3: see that. Because was... it was like Nia Long and Jada were like the oh. it girl. Yeah, I could definitely thing. see that with
4: Jada Pickett.
1: It says here Nina Long and Lawrence Tate's chemistry was immediate. So they kicked it off right I... when they first met. I could see that.
4: They're both. They look... They're beautiful looking people.
1: people. <laughs> Isaiah Washington, the gentleman who played. I'm um, Siobhan. Now, I'm um, Savon. Now, if y'all know Isaiah Watson, uh, Isaiah Watson was also in the show Grey's Anatomy. Hey. And he played the doctor that <laughs> later on became a problem <laughs> in the show and he got kicked off. But he was basically told by a non black producer, uh, you, you may want to cut off your locks. Mm-mm, He's like, uh, hell no. These ain't coming off, buddy.
4: More importantly, I just want to point out he was also in the Romeo Must Die. That was the first movie he yes,
1: ever in. He was.
4: With Jet Lee and, and Aaliyah.
1: And D- DMX, yep. Mm hmm.
4: hmm. Awesome. Another good looking guy. Just saying. <laughs> Neil Long. Saying this is a perfectly straight <laughs> heterosexual male. Good looking dude. During
1: the rain, the final rain scene, Neil Long wore a garbage bag. Says here. Yeah, she delivered her po- After delivering her poem, she couldn't believe that after, um, after leaving the club, uh, she would basically encounter him once again. But she felt that she needed to wrap her body in a garbage bag to stay dry. We knew it was going to be a quick scene and we didn't want to go back to change clothes and when we're all sopping, soaking wet. So she basically did it as a quick way to keep herself without having to change clothes when the next scene. Uh, The next thing, um, um, Witcher is still bothered that by women who say Nina getting her hair wet for Darius was unrealistic. (laughs) Black hair, ladies. Black hair. (laughs) Black woman hair.
3: That's its own episode. We don't have enough time. I'm not even going (laughs) to touch that.
1: (laughs) Lorenz Tate feels the movie wasn't marketed well. And I believe him. It is true. Yeah. The, the movie wasn't, wasn't well marketed. I and final, oh, final two, the person who was supposed to also be in this movie and also did the soundtrack for this movie was Lauryn Hill. She was supposed to be in this movie, but unfortunately got caught up with her tour dates, so she couldn't do the, she couldn't do the recording. Kind of. Because oh, Why Clef Jean was the music director in this movie, and Lauryn Hill had the top song of this movie. The soundtrack brought people back to see the movie. This thing made so, money. I'm for telling this movie.
3: you, <laughs> this the mm-hmm. soundtrack. This soundtrack, like I was just listening to it. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good.
1: The soundtrack. I'm gonna have to, li- I'm gonna have to listen I to really it tomorrow. You while never listened to Love Jones
0: soundtrack.
4: No. It's- Freaking okay, good. I'm going to admit this right now.
0: Like
4: this bit. was my first time watching Love Jones, and oh. now this is, tomorrow is going to be the first time I'm listening to Love Jones at work. If my boss is hearing this, I didn't. I admit to That's nothing. All. I admit to nothing. You can take me to HR. I was working. I wasn't paying attention to any Ladies, music, gentlemen. I just want to remind. I just want to give you a clap of hand because this is a
1: first time. First <laughs> to have Marvin B of Movie Virgin. Yeah. Woo! Real poetry salute, Marvin, for seeing Love Jones for the first time.
3: That you know. Welcome me. to the
1: club, Marvin. What other movies have you not seen, Marvin? <laughs> Dude,
4: like two thirds of the two thirds of the list you told us about that I have not. Neruda, Neruda. Oh, yeah. um, yeah.
2: kindergarten teacher.
4: <laughs> Definitely yes. Mulan, Mulan. Well,
1: wow. okay. Yeah.
4: I'm Don't get me stuck. I'm
1: trying, to, I'm
4: trying to. not to. A I thought, thought we were going to make it through an <laughs> episode without me saying <laughs> some shit about Mulan.
1: <laughs> you got the floor, Marvin. Say what you got to say about Mulan.
4: You've you're still a cunt. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's all.
3: All right. I'm just saying. How, what, how, was that, what was how, the hashtag? The how, Marvin how, hashtag? Is how dare you support the Hong Kong police? Oh, God. Oh, God. Not all Mulan's, oh, Mulan. Marvin. Okay.
0: <laughs>
4: I will right. sacrifice several small children to ensure that Mulan never gets made. CGI children.
0: <laughs> Do you want to hug? Once
4: again. But we're social distancing.
0: <laughs> once again,
1: this is Real Poetry, where we bring you the poetry, pictures, and popcorn. Got my <laughs> logo back. Slogan, boom. I'd like to say thank you Great. once again to J-Ro for a second time showing for the we actually moved around and made sure J Ro was gonna be with us because that's how
2: we are.
3: Oh so honored. I really did. It was <laughs> so fun being here. I love it. I'm here for it. Awesome. Thank you mm-hmm. And
2: where can we find you?
3: Ah, you can find me on Instagram at row period right. I'm also on Facebook, Jeanette Sims. you follow me, I'll follow you back. Let's be friends. Auntie Vice. I'm
2: Auntie Vice on most social media. And coming up on February 27th, Saturday at 2 p.m., I am doing, ouch, aging, chronic illness, and kink through the Blackthorn Dungeon in Oakland. It's an online class. And in March, uh, you can catch me on March 27th, which is a Saturday from noon to three uh, Pacific time um, with uh, the, I think it's called the Kinky Calvicade. Mm-hmm. It's a three hour uh, kink performance special and I'll have that up on my site too. Marvin.
4: You can find me at Marvin 9 on IG. And you can find... This
1: show and other shows on all streaming services, I Am Big Poetry Podcast. And you can find us on social media at I-A-M-B-I-C-Z-I-N-E. That's right, people. Iambic am Big Z. And this is, once again, we have finished another show. We have one more for Black History Month. It will be out. The next move we're going to be doing is Romeo is Bleeding. Semi-documentary, semi-film. <laughs> So everyone take care. Be safe out there. If you get vaccine, don't be a dick and try to run around without a mask.
3: Thank you Just be a Karen. There's
1: a lot of care. Don't be a
3: Karen. <laughs> if you care, don't well, be a Karen. Like that
1: if okay. you care. Yeah. All right, everybody take care out there and we say peace. Happy Valentine's Day if y'all didn't know that.